0: You're looking at the numbers and then you're going to figure out what's the rent, the expenses. You've got your expectation of cap rate or your valuation. And if you can't do it on the back of a napkin and make it work, for me, it's usually something I pass on. As a loyal, best
1: ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Farrellis. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today, John Matheson. How you doing, John?
0: I'm great, Joe. Thank you.
1: I'm glad you're great. And welcome to the show. A little bit about John. He is the CEO of Commercial Loan Success Commercial Loan Success is a business loan and investment property analysis software and education platform. They're not a lender or broker. They're a software program based in Colchester, Connecticut. And John is also a real estate developer. So he is a, well, he's got a software company and also he is an investor slash developer. So with that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus.
0: Oh, I'd love to. And Joe, thanks for having me on. So it's all kind of funny. My wife has a ball with this because I'm one of the founders of commercial and success software. And I'm also a commercial real estate developer and property investor like you and like many of the best ever listeners. So how do you elevator script that? I was so easy. (laughs) I was just a developer. So I guess for context, just to let the audience feel like I am one of you guys in best ever listener land. For context, I've been a real estate property developer and in investing in properties for over 30 years now. I've survived three recessions in my career along the way. I've probably completed over 50 million in transactions as a principal or a professional. I'm currently involved in ownership as a principal or JV partner in properties that are permitted or in due diligence that when they're fully built out Would value at another $70 million or so. So it's not going to surprise any of you that I've arranged for myself along the way many millions of dollars of commercial bank financing and private financing either. And after listening to you, Joe, and I'm a big fan of the show, I figure you're going to ask me and your audience is going to want to know, how did I get to this place in my career where as a real estate developer, I also have a software app.
1: Yep. You took the words out of my mouth. So how'd you do
0: that transition? Like a lot of us in this business, I started at a young age. I had a background in real estate sales. I started in my twenties, but I had a goal of specifically wanting to be a real estate developer. So my goal was specific. I didn't just want to own investment property. I wanted to be the developer. And to do that, I knew that I had to learn the business inside and out to learn how to get financing, both institutional and private you know this as well as anybody you have to be able to do both in our space so i learned by doing my first transaction as a principal was small and like many of how of you in the audience started it was for a building lot of $30,000 on which we we put a new house and it sold for 225,000 and back then you just think that's the world that you've just completed and it was great though i got my construction money from a commercial bank back then at prime plus two, but what's funny is back then the rates were seven and a half. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. Dating, dating <laughs> myself, right? So small transactions, as we all know, are fantastic, and they can form the foundation of your business. They can be the stepping stone to increase your portfolio over time, but. As we also all know, to advance to the next level and to get into the larger properties, which is something most of us in this business aspire to, you do need to level up into legitimate commercial financing space as well. So I remember when I sold that house, I then bought some building lots and I just kept moving and I kept getting into the bigger properties each time. And I realized at a young age, to level up, you need capital, which for me meant the commercial banking relationship in earnest. And you find out along the way, it's really nothing to be afraid of. If you haven't done it, it's probably more scary than than once you have. The process is not as difficult as many people will think it is. And if you have done it, you start to understand better how to navigate it. But like anything, you need to understand how it works and then how you fit in. Along the way though, what always frustrated me when I started all the way up to a few years ago was the unpredictability of the commercial bank process it seemed to me like the banking process by bankers was always kept kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. And you and I both like the same book, The Commercial Mortgages 101 by Michael Reinhard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of the things he does a great job for all of us trying to just simplify it in his final underwriting analysis where he just comes right out and says, for all of us doing just regular cash flowing properties, on the property underwriting side, there's only three things that the bank really needs. That's the property's NOI, the capitalized value, and the DCR. And that's generally all they need to complete the property underwriting exercise. And then they all know they're going to review everything else in the due diligence file as well as the sponsor. But that's all they really need. Sure, we can all learn ratios and formulas and the like. But how come the pain was, and I'm sure people in the audience have experienced this too, is How come we never really know if they're going to do the transaction the way we need it? Yep. Let's face it. If you can work with a commercial bank lender in regulated banking space, they are the source of the best rate in terms today, especially when compared to the expense of if you got all private money for a deal or you were online getting a lender, but you really can't afford to be out the due diligence time, the money money the deposits only to find that your regulated banker can't do your deal or that you need to put in more money to make it work. And if you've done this long enough. We've all been there. And you know, the absolute pain that I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you've, you've piqued my interest. That's for sure. <laughs> right. I found through an actual really earth changing moment in my career is I found that a lot of it had to do with how the conversation started that mattered most. And I'll share with you now, if you like, a story of how I got into the commercial loan success software. Sure. So coming through the last recession, and I got an acquisition development loan back in 2009. I was one of only three people in the banking institution I was with who actually got an acquisition development loan that year. So if if you've lived through that early parts of that recession, getting commercial bank money was very difficult. I ended up on a five-year term with it, and we made a decision. It was a fairly good-sized project. It was about a $20 million build-out, and we decided that we'd wait for the market to return before we actually did it, so we land banked it and ended up being a great decision now, but at the time, you just wonder if you're making any sense with what you're doing.
1: What's land -bank
0: bank mean? In other words, we just put it on our books and decided to carry it. We hadn't pulled the permit, so we weren't paying taxes yet at any level other than the raw land part. And we had a very low cost to carry to the bank. So we just figured we'd put it into our balance sheet and let it sit there until we were ready to build. Okay. So here we sit. And so I'm coming up on a maturity date, which is normal in commercial developer space. If you come up on maturity, you call your bank six months ahead of time and you ask for an extension. And I'd always gotten it with this bank. So I call in and I say, hey, you know, I'm up in June. This is like a January call, February call. I'm up in June. I'm going to extend and we're going to start to build it probably at the end of this year. And the bank says, well, that's nice, but we have decided that we're going to merge with another bank and we would like you to move the acquisition piece off our books. (laughs) (laughs) That's one sentence that's pretty darn cold. Right? So there you sit. And it's like, really? And it's like, and we know you can do it. We know what you're capable of. We know you can do it and we want you to do it and we need you to get it done before the maturity date. I've never defaulted on a bank loan in my life. I don't even know what this means at this point in my career of, of as many years as I was in then. So I said to him, well, what happens if I don't get it off the books in that time? He says, well, I guess we have to foreclose you. I said, well, that's nice you feel real warm and fuzzy that day, right? At the same
1: time, if it's due in June and you're calling six months prior and you've had how many years?
0: I've been four years with
1: it. You've four years. It's also their right to do that. And they're probably like, well, you should have developed it for
0: the last four years. Yeah. And of course we had them in the discussions. They actually were in favor of the land banking. So it was more, my words, but it was more to it than that. But you're (laughs) right. You're right. They have a point. So I'm like, all right. So now what am I going to do? So I start to call other lenders that I have relationships with and everybody's kind of giving me the, well, you know, it's a nice project, but I'm not sure how we feel about it right now. And I'm like, oh, wow. So now what do I do? I've actually got to go online and Google for a resolution and find a lender, I don't know, and pitch my deal. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at what's out there and I'm like, I'm not going to put my social security number and financial statements online for a lender to look at. on a deal. It's around a million two deals. So it was a reasonable size. And just, I got to find somebody for a solution. So I started to network for a resolution. Like you do everything as an entrepreneur, you got to find it in your network. So I start to call and people start referring me to this guy named Dan Crowley, who is now my partner in commercial and success. And they said, Crowley will help you out. He's got instant access to several banks that you'll like him. Give him a call. So I call him and I end up getting him his voicemails full. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's voicemail's full. So all of a sudden he calls me back. I said, I didn't even leave you a message. And he says, yeah, I saw that I always call people back when the voicemails fall off the number. What can I do for you? So I explained to him what I had and I had the pro formas for the build out. And he says, all right, I'll meet you. I'll see if I can help you. So I meet him down at this local diner, and neither one of us at our age should be in a diner, but there we are, and we're going to have breakfast, which is the eggs and bacon and all that stuff. And he pulls out to his laptop, and he's got the back of the laptop screen that I can see, and he's got it facing him. So he says, all right, give me your income, give me your expenses on the project. And he starts putting everything in, and we're going to do the construction piece. So he puts it all in, and he comes back, and he says, okay, you're a go. Now, he's been tapping for like two minutes. He goes, you're a go. (laughs) and I said, what do you mean I'm a go? I've been working on this for a month before I met him when I'm not getting anywhere. What do you mean I'm a go? And he says, yeah. He goes, I've put you through my software, and my software vets your transaction against today's common commercial banking guidelines and tells me if you're likely a stop or a go to commercial bank application. And now I'm looking at him, Joe, and I'm saying, wait, what? What? Now it's getting beyond me and what I have for a transaction. Mm-hmm. Need. And I'm more interested in what he has on the other side of that screen. Yep. <laughs> so, so I said, what do you mean your software vets against commercial bank guidelines and tells me if I'm a stop or a go? And he goes, yeah, and if you're a stop, it'll recommend corrective action before you apply. Saves the bank a lot of time and money. This way here, when you go into the bank, you are communicating in bank language crystal clear, and they like that. And I said, okay, so I'm a go. What does that mean? He goes, oh, what that means is I'm going to take your one sheet, which is my one page printout. I'm going to download, print and share it with my lenders. And in a couple of days, you're going to have a proposal to do your loan, which is exactly what happened. But in the meantime, I'm looking at him saying, hang on a second. This is your software. How do I get this? <laughs> How do me and everybody mm-hmm. else in best le- ever listener land get this, right? And he goes, well, it's mine. I have had it in my consultancy for over 25 years. I wrote the code and I've vetted over billions of dollars of commercial real estate and business credit line transactions with this. And I said, I'm still stumped here. What do you mean? It's your code. And he goes, yeah, I wrote it. I said, well, I want it. He goes, you can't have it. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? I can't have it. He goes, no, it's mine. And I said to him, you realize the angst you just took off of me. And he goes, yeah, it happens all the time. People hug me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. He <laughs> said, so you just solved the critical issue for me. And, and this is how easy it is for you. Because yeah, I do it all the time. He said, do you realize how many people out in the world of commercial real estate, investment property, and in commercial lines of credit for businesses could be helped with this? He goes, yeah, also commercial realtors, anybody who's in the service sector for property, realtors, CPAs, and he's got a whole list. I said, so you've thought about this? He goes, yeah. And I said, well, have you decided to distribute this anywhere? He goes, no, I'm so busy in my banking consultancy, I've not gotten to it. And I'm looking at him, and I said, well, would you like some help with this? And he says, yeah, sure, why not? Timing's right. (laughs) So we became partners now in the software. And from that day, since then, our collective goal with the CLS software has been to take the mystery out of the commercial bank process and to empower every real estate investor and entrepreneur with the knowledge and the likelihood of their transaction and loan request being deemed a stop or a go by a commercial bank before they ever speak to the lender. So think about that fun for a second. I mean, how detailed does it get? So the software he's built in as the commercial banker, he wrote the code, he built in the carve-outs, he built in the standard DSCR computations of 1.2 or better, and it's basically viewed by the bankers on the other side of it as such a preparatory tool for the borrower coming in that the bankers love the thing. It prints out a one sheet. We call it a CLS one sheet. It's a complete analytical profile of your transaction that's written in banker language. And you download, print, and share it with your banker. And it's become, for our users, it's the ultimate conversation starter. And you can imagine the empowerment that people have when they walk into the bank and they say, hey, I've got a go result from a software transaction that I now want to show you to determine if this is something you'd like to go forward with me on. And it changes the entire way that we now can speak to the banker about our transaction versus the way that I always had to do it. And probably everybody has to do it still is you walk in with all of your stuff prepared and you hand it to the banker and you wait for them to answer you. And how long do you wait? Depends. Now you walk in with CLS with the one sheet and you're a go validated condition on your loan request and you put it on the desk and you say, let me know now, look at it. And the bankers look at it and they go, okay, let's do it. And they view it as you just saved them a lot of time and money in that initial process of getting to know the transaction numbers, providing, of course, that you've actually given real numbers for what you just submitted to them. Mm-hmm. So no more wasting time and money on a deal for all of us that can't get fair financing. And you addressed the scenario I was
1: gonna mention where I was thinking, well, what's the difference between this printout and submitting financials to one lender and then keeping that in the folder or a a jump drive or something. And then the next lender, they ask and you say, oh, here, here's the information. The difference that you mentioned is that it's a one sheet written in their language, so it has all the pertinent information on a
0: one-page document. Is that right? right? Right, and it becomes the ultimate conversation starter now in that NOI capitalized value space where, and DSCR space where we're starting off the conversation giving the banker the metrics that they want to see going in. Mm-hmm. So now what happens like any transaction you do, just think about if you're doing it with a seller of property and you're making an offer and you're making a fair offer, you're expecting that seller to be receptive to you because you just made a fair offer. It's the same way with the banker. You just gave them transaction terms on a computerized printout right up front for them to look at for their appetite to now be enticed to say, wow, this is a transaction that we would do at the bank.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now begins the rest of the dialogue. So now you're in a lot more control of the discussion and you're empowered. I don't know if you've seen that credit score commercial where the girl goes in and puts her feet on the banker's desk <laughs> and says, hey, I know I've got a 780 credit score. So you're more empowered than the traditional mystery of walking into the commercial bank until you have a relationship, let's say, and being able to say, hey, can you take a look at my transaction and see if this is something you can do? And if you're anything like me, I am a big due diligence guy and I like to eliminate as many problems in a transaction in the front end as I can. And being able to eliminate the banker as a boogeyman in the transaction on the numbers is key. Well,
1: they still can be the boogeyman after they get that paper and then trade sure on interest rate or yep.
0: proceeds or something like that. But the, the real world out there. But at least you have a document now where you can argue and defend because a commercial banker gave you a portion of their code that you can now use to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, in your own terms, this works. Yeah, it sounds like really useful. What's the cost for it? We decided we wanted to price it down to where it was affordable for everybody. When we started to run it by the bankers, the the bankers were saying, well, you're going to sell this for like, it's software. It's like $1,500 for a particular piece. So what we did is we said, no, we carved it into seven different applications. We call them screeners and they're loan screeners. And we have one for apartment properties, one for mixed use commercial and one for commercial property. And then we have a compatible refinance edition for everyone who already owns property who wants to refi for each one. And then we have a business loan screener. And our baseline pricing starts for $147 for an annual subscription to one screener.
1: So you are a principal or joint venture partner on when the dust settles, $70 million of development right now, correct? Yep, yes. And the cost that you just mentioned is $147 for an annual subscription. Yeah. So why are you focusing any amount of time at all on a $147 product
0: when you're on $70 million developments? You know, I've heard you say a lot, you know, some of it you get to where you want to give back. And you're sitting there and I know the pain I was in trying to place that loan. And I know there's a lot of people out there who go through that every day with either private lenders our software has a space in it for the private lender to show where they fit in even if you have a bank loan it's a type of thing where how do you get it to the three to six million property investors that are out there that are running around on a fair price how do you get it to the 17 million small business owners for the business credit side. And you know, a lot of us who are property investors, we also own other businesses and we try to apply for credit lines for our business and we don't know what the regulations are. And we just have a simple business loan screener that starts that conversation. So when you start to say, well, how do we price it for the masses? You just put it down to a number where you just want as many people to get this in their hands as they can and influence a different behavior where instead of all of us having trepidation, As young investors or even as people in mature business thinking about the commercial bank or going for that financing on a deal, now let's know we qualify before we apply on a DIY basis. We'll do it ourselves, right at our desktop. And then when we call the banker, we're empowered. It's no longer, oh, I got to call the banker and dread the process.
1: Based on your experience as a real estate developer and entrepreneur, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Well, for me, after going through, like I said to you, spanning the three different recessions, as far as real estate goes, if a real estate transaction doesn't work on the back of an envelope, it doesn't work. (laughs) What numbers do you write down on the back of the napkin? Say we're just gonna purchase a property that we're going to build out. So we've got the acquisition price, we've got our construction numbers, and then we've got what we can sell it for. And if we can't make enough margin in that, as at the ultimate exit, then we can't do it. If we're buying a cash flowing property and as you know, and you do, you're looking at the numbers and then you're going to figure out what's the rent, the expenses, you've got your expectation of cap rate or your valuation. And if you can't do it on the back of a napkin and make it work for me, it's usually something I pass on. And as you
1: define what the numbers that make it work, what type of profit do you look for?
0: I grew up in a world where as the builder or developer, you were always trying to get 25%. It was just a classic old school formula that I don't know if it came. My grandfather was in construction. My father was a builder. It's just things you learn as you come along. So you've got your land that you want to keep at 25 to 30% of the deal. You've got your construction costs and you want to have a gross margin of 25% in the deal for yourself. Now, how many of us ever hit 25% is <laughs> <It's> another story. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the, the deals you've
1: done over 50 million in transactions, what percent of those would you say
0: have you hit 25% or more? Oh, probably 25%. Mm-hmm. The running joke of, on any of it is even when you're building houses and you get into a development and sometimes the minute you go to build a development is the minute you can lose money. You can actually make more money sometimes off your land and selling your lots than you can when you mm-hmm. decide to build. But the running joke from some of us, and I remember in the 90s would be, well, we we just built this $300,000 house, let's say in, in 2000, and we only made $30,000 on it. And if we went into any restaurant or bar in America and sat on the bar stool and said that with lament in our voice, somebody would knock us right off yep. the
1: stool. <laughs> Yep. Yes, they would. <laughs> I don't know why, I just pictured a bar in
0: Boston, like an Irish pub, for sure, you get punched. (laughs) But you know what goes into all of that. So you say, gee, really should have made more on it. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes, as you know, in this business, you end up with a cup of coffee. Sometimes you end up with all the coffee beans to make enough. 25% of the deals you made, at least 25%. What percent have you lost money? I'm very lucky, because I think my due diligence coming in has me real prepared, So I will sit here and say to people all the time, I'll go 20 and three in a season. So if I was in major league baseball as a pitcher, I'm going to get Cy Young and I'm going to sit at the podium and I've won 20 games and nobody's going to ask me about those three losses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could have given up 10 runs Mm -hmm. in each one of those games, but no one will ask. So most of the time we're lucky we've been fortunate our balance sheet has actually grown every year so we're lucky we just continue to win in that space so that's the good news
1: the difference in your analogy is that in baseball every game is considered equal whereas in real estate if you have one of those three losses they can be more than any of the 20 wins combined too right sure Sure. we're gonna do the lightning round you ready for the best ever lightning round I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app To instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds, search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com. Okay, best ever book you've read? Think and Grow Rich. I'm an old guy. (laughs) Best ever deal you've done that we haven't discussed already?
0: Let me just talk to software for one second because I know how much you love to influence people too and affect lives just real quick, this will take 10 seconds tops. I had a friend who was in the health services business who I helped with our business loan screener, who he's now a property investor, which is how he connects. But I helped him get the origination capital to start his health services business. This four or five years ago. And I get a text from him and I hadn't heard from him for months. He sends a text in, my fat pants are loose is all it says. And I call him. I'm like, what do you mean your fat pants are loose? I mean, this guy's in rock solid shape. What do you mean your fat pants are loose? He goes, that's from a client. He goes, because of you and helping me with your software, I was able to get the loan to start my business. And now I'm affecting people's lives at the core. I love it.
1: Isn't that fun? That's great. Yep, that is fun.
0: That has a very positive ripple effect. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Oh, you've heard this before. Getting underfunded. And it's one of the things I love about the software. It doesn't allow me anymore to get underfunded because we've been able to use the software in our private consultancies as a private developer, as a client of Dan's for years. Now it's available this year for everybody. But getting underfunded in a transaction, as you know, can be just terrible to deal with. And the bank makes you put in more money or you've got to cover cost overruns. And that's how you start to lose when you're underfunded. You either haven't raised enough equity or you haven't taken enough bank money and you just said, oh, I'll make it work. And then it doesn't. That's never a good day. Best ever way you like to give back. I love to mentor. And I know I've heard other people say this on your show before, but it's great. I have the high school kids. Once a year, I take one of them out of the civics class. They come around with their little project. I let them shadow me. I take them around and then they call back a few years later. Hey, I'm in this. I mean, some of them get into real estate. Some of them don't. And it's really good stuff.
1: How can the best ever listeners learn more
0: about the software and get in touch with you? Sure. So for the best ever listeners, commercialloansuccess.com is our URL, commercialloansuccess.com forward slash best is where we're giving away some of our best ever advice. Chapter two of our new book, Commercial Loan Success is out. And I've given chapter two to your listeners for free, which is everything you need to do to prepare for a commercial loan before you speak to the banker. And it's got a nice link to our software in it for them. And we did it especially for the group today, the best ever listeners.
1: Excellent. Well, John, thank you so much for being on the show for telling your story about how you got into the software business as a full-time developer and the problem that it solved for and why you're so passionate about it, as well as touching on some of the development learnings you've had over the last three decades of being in the business. So really grateful you're on the show. So thanks again for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Joe, thank you. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app to instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds. Search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com.